Well, hello there, teacher friend. And in this month of May, I'm so excited to share with you just all things mindset. The last episode, I talked to you about our micro school and a lot of everything that I do, I try to share the mindset and the beliefs behind it. In the month of May, I just want to really acknowledge all of our moms out there who are starting a new business. Maybe they are starting to homeschool for the very first time. Maybe you are a teacher who is leaving your position and you maybe don't know exactly what you're going to do. Maybe you're a teacher and you know what you're going to do. You're going to start a tutoring business. You're going to start a micro school. You're going to start a homeschooling business. Maybe you're a mom and you're thinking, I think I want to start something to make some extra money while I'm homeschooling my child. Hello, I see you and I'm excited for you. But I also want you to know that three years ago when I sat in this place of making a change in my career, I was so scared. This was in May of 2019. I'm going to share my story of shame, anxiety, and grief. I know. It just sounds so deep. It sounds so dark. And I know you're probably thinking this could possibly be a Debbie Downer show, but I don't want it to be. I want to be real with you. I want to be authentic with you. And I want to share with you what I wish somebody would have shared with me. I had to go through this by myself is what it felt like. I know that somebody else in the world has felt like this before, but I'm so grateful that I get to share this story. So without further ado, I'm going to share my emotional journey of leaving the profession the month of May before I actually said goodbye to a job that I love, a position that I love, friends that I love, a boss that I love, a community that I love, and what happened afterwards. Let's get into it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, everyone. If you have not joined into our Facebook group, Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business, no matter if you're a mom or a teacher, whoever is thinking about doing something different, even if you're staying in public school, even if you're staying in your position, if you're a homeschool mom, you're not quite ready, you don't know what it's all about, Join us over in our Facebook group. You can share your story. We're always there to listen. We have an incredible group. I mean, we have people who literally put their heart, wear it on their sleeve and let us know, this is what I'm fearing. This is what I'm going through. These are my doubts. These are the things that I feel. This is what I need help with. Somebody tell me. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you for those of you who are already in the Facebook group. Thank you for pouring into others. And if you're not there yet, you better hop on over there. Because we're like your life support team. Yes, we are. 
Okay, so I I'll make the I will make the the backstory of me leaving school relatively short because I want to get into the three lessons that I learned and what I would have done differently to avoid them. It's so good. I mean, it's not good that I had to go through this, but I'm so grateful to share it. Well, I was an instructional coach at an elementary school. I had done teaching in Missouri and in Florida. I had received Teacher of the Year accolades in two states at two different schools. I was so grateful for the opportunity. I share that because I want you to see that I was seriously in it to win it. But I was going through what I really feel was a personal growth for so many years prior to actually saying goodbye to my career. I had almost a spiritual, definitely a spiritual journey, almost a little bit of a spiritual awakening, but I wasn't totally awake because I think that I was afraid to wake up, to be honest with you. I think I was afraid to let go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to let go. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to turn to. Because my identity, I believe, truly was wrapped up into teaching. And I know that we can get a little confused because we think about our purpose in life. And it can easily get wrapped up into who we are, who we become, and it can be our identity. And so I was really paying attention to my mindset for several years. I was going on such an incredible, remarkable healing journey in many areas of my life. I am so grateful for that time, but it brought me to this realization that I didn't think that I could be a part of this system anymore. Public school system, I had my master's degree, I was an instructional coach, loved my job, loved coaching teachers. I honestly thought I would go into life coaching because the only other occupation that I ever wanted to have other than teaching was Therapy, psychology, counseling. They used to call me counseling kins all throughout high school and college. They're like, oh my gosh, we can't even go anywhere and have a good time because you want to talk to us and give us therapy sessions about our life. And I'm just trying to talk to this guy over here and you're trying to counsel me. <laughs> but I, I, that's just who I am. Hello, that's who I am. So my kids were growing up. My daughter, Juliana, oh, she was in first grade. Jalen was in fifth grade. She was getting ready to leave and go to a new school. It was a transitional time. Hello, who in here is going through a transition? Raise your hand. If your kids were moving from, you know, one school to the other, if you're moving from state to state, it just seemed like that year of transition was going to be a good year for me to step away, do some deep reflecting. My husband was starting a, a business. I wanted to help him. And I knew that it was just time for me to scale back. In my heart, I was really hoping that I could go down the track of life coaching. I really do. I, I wanted, I didn't know really what that meant, but I knew that I didn't want to go back and get a psychology degree, but I just wanted to help people. I wanted to coach people. And I felt as if coaching people in public school was getting ridiculously complicated because our hands were so tied. And so really what I was becoming to them was a therapist. And so I thought, I'll take a step back. I'll do some, I'll do some life growing on my own. And hopefully I can help people with whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe I'll teach people how to mill prep. Maybe I'll teach people how to tidy up their bedroom. I mean, like I didn't even know. I didn't even care. But I also was tapping into homeschooling. I wanted to go through and really 
find my purpose in life. That's a scary, scary thing to go through, by the way, because it's like, it's so deep and it's so, it's deep. That's the only way that I can describe it. And I think I was just really processing and needed time physically, mentally, and spiritually because the truth was I was burnt out. We'll talk about being burnt out and maybe what, how that is a result of something that we haven't identified yet. That's in a couple later episodes. You got to tune into that one. But I, I really wasn't interested in teaching anymore, to be honest with you. I was interested in being with my kids and I was interested in being with my family, whatever that may have looked like. And I thought, I really want to homeschool my kids, but I'm afraid. Let's just call it what it is. There's no way I can step out of public school and find my identity and my purpose and all of this and homeschool my kids at the same time. That's just a little bit too much. So after I went in and told my principal in March that I was not going to be coming back the following year, that I wanted to help him find another another instructional coach. I wanted to end the year very well, making sure that I had prepared the next coach to come in to do exactly what needed to be done for our school because our school was brand new. It was so exciting to be an instructional coach and be able to start that school from the ground up, start the whole instructional coaching program that year. Well, two years I had been there. So I was so excited to be able to do that, but I wanted to be able to set the next person up for success And I I felt confident about doing that. I knew that I was going to leave. I was super sad. I had been wrestling with it for a couple years. Everybody was asking me, where are you going to go? I can't believe it. This is so sad. What are we going to do? Of course, I'm replaceable. And I just continued to say, it's going to be great. They're going to find someone else. You guys are strong. You're amazing teachers. I, I love you guys. I'll, I'll be, you know, cheering you on. I'll be here to help you, but I got to let go. I don't know what God's calling me to do. I just got to step out. And of course, there were moments where I was relieved that I was leaving. And there were moments that I was scared that I was leaving. And there were moments that I was petrified that I was leaving. And moments where I was at peace. And then sometimes sad. Sometimes worried. But I just kept moving. I just kept pressing on, doing what I needed to do. Just wanted to end it well, okay? That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to end it well. I wanted to end it with a smile on my face. I wanted to end it leaving with a servant's heart. And I do believe that that mission was accomplished. However, what I didn't know was really happening underneath the surface was a lot, and I mean a lot of shame. There was a lot, you guys, that I didn't even realize until I started reading this doggone good, awesome book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Now, I knew that I was having these emotions, but now that I know actually that these emotions really are disguised as shame, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm healing myself. Oh yes, I am. And I know this is going to heal you too because it's just so stinking good to know what you've been fighting against. But in her book, Dare to Lead, she talks about shame. And there's three parts to shame. The shame's one, two, and three. One, we all have it. You have it. Your sister has it. Your brother has it. Your dad had it. Your mom has it. We all have it. It's universal. Two, we're all afraid to talk about shame. Just the word feels uncomfortable. Number three, the less we talk about shame, 
the more control it has over our lives. Where did I get this feeling of shame and why was it resonating right before I left school? Well, actually, I think that I had shame for years. And I think that shame kept me in public school for longer, for just as long as I had had started feeling this guilt of, I can't let go. That's a bad decision. Shame is, if I let go, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad teacher. Don't break away. You need to conform to the rest of the world. You need to you know, pour into this type of teaching because this is who you are. You've been teaching since you were five years old. Your parents built you your first schoolroom. How dare you go against what everybody's called you? Which since you were a little girl, everybody said that you were going to be a teacher. You went to school to be a teacher. You've got all the credentials. You've got the awards. This is your way. And I think that when I was starting to lose the love of not necessarily teaching, but the love of serving in that respect in that realm. I believe that I truly just had shame about my identity and I was at a loss for really what made me me and how dare I leave a place that needs me. I would always hear teachers say, but the kids need me. And if I leave, then who else is going to do it? What if all of the good teachers leave? And I'm sorry, but I don't think that's our responsibility. I don't. Actually, I don't know why I'm saying that I'm sorry because I think that that's shame. If I leave, I'm a bad person because I could have been helping more people when really God is calling you to do something else and we need to be obedient. That's really what it is. And if I could drive that home, it's a, it's a home runner. I'm telling you because God is calling us to do something and we are afraid. We don't want to do it because we don't know what it's going to look like. We're afraid to leave the comfort. We're afraid to leave what everybody has thought we should be. Well, you're this and you're that and you should be this and you paid this much money for your schooling and and so we stay. And really God is calling us to be obedient and that's where the true fight is. So what did I do? I just kept saying, suck it up, push through. God's called you to it. He'll pull you through it. Just keep moving. You got this. And what I really wish that I would have had was what Brene Brown says, because I'm thinking, how could I have gotten over that? Like, how do you get over shame? When you're afraid to make a change and you're thinking, what are people going to think about me? How am I going to do this? I'm feeling this shame about who am I to do this? And you have no right and you're not good enough for this to leave. What do you think you're going to do? You think you're going to go build a business with your husband? Oh, fancy you. You know, it's just this feeling that creeps in the voices that you hear that keep you in a place of discontent. And so Brene Brown had said, Shame resistance is not possible. As long as we care about connection, the fear of disconnection will always be a powerful force in our lives. And the pain caused by shame will always be real. But here's the great news. Shame resilience is possible, teachable, and within all of us to reach. And I'm going to read this to you very quickly. Shame resilience is the ability to practice authenticity when we experience shame, to move through the experience without sacrificing our values, and to come out on the other side of the shame experience with more courage, compassion, and connection than we had going into it. We have to take a deep dive into empathy, and this is a good one. This is what I needed to have, self-compassion. 
It's critically important because shame is a social concept. That's what it was, a social concept. What was everybody going to think of me? Bad, bad McKenzie. You were the first instructional coach at this school. What are you going to do? How dare you leave? How dare you just up and go and take your kids? And I mean, just crazy thoughts in my head, right? It happens between people, but it also heals best between people. And I'm going to talk to you about people in just a moment because that shame should have been taken care of through resilience, giving myself self-compassion instead of saying, it's going to be great. You guys are going to be awesome. I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm going to figure it out. God's got this and he did and he does. And he, I never want to not give credit for that, but I will say that I was trying so hard to just push through it that I didn't have the self-compassion to just say, hey, listen, this is really how you're feeling. It's hard to let go. Looking at people and saying, this is really tough for me. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know how I'm going to make money and I don't know how to help my husband build a business. I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not going to be teaching anymore and I'm going to miss all of my friends. I'm going to miss this experience. But instead, I believe that I masked those emotions with distraction, preparing for the next person to come instead of doing what I should have been doing to prepare for my future of leaving. I kept trying to make everything perfect for the next person or I was just so caught up in leaving a really good goodbye, I think. And it's probably due to the social concept of having a nice farewell. Let's just say that. The second thing that I experienced was anxiety. And of course, I was like, woo, I'm free at last, free at last. Oh, thank God I am free at last. But I didn't have a plan. No, I did not have a plan. All I thought was, I will do this. You know, you'll still feel this. You'll still feel like, I don't have the perfect plan. And I didn't have the perfect plan, but I didn't even really have a plan. Other than I was going to help my husband. And I didn't know what that was going to look like because he was just starting and he didn't really know what it was going to look like either. But hey, listen, I just want to say this. I'm so glad that God brought me through that. I am grateful beyond belief because, hey, makes a pretty good story, doesn't it? And listen, it did manifest, this anxiety did manifest in a couple of ways because I went to go and see my brother for his graduation towards the end of May, the weekend before school got out. My kids stayed home with my husband. I went for this incredible experience. Oh, it was going to be so awesome. I was going to be with my family. They're so fun to be around. I was with my sister and it was our first time ever being together without our kids or our spouses. So we were like, we're going to have the best weekend ever. Woo. And I knew that the following week was going to be my last week at school. And although I wasn't thinking, I'm really sad about this. I could tell looking back now, I look at my behaviors. You know, I always take books on the plane. I'm always reading. I'm always researching. I'm always writing. And that plane ride, I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to relax. I'm going to just enjoy the moment. I'm going to be really present. And I got there and I got sick. And not like, it was just a weird sickness. It was a sickness that I had never felt before. And it was in my stomach and I can't describe it. And I was just like so bummed and so frustrated because I was able to go and do what I, you know, go to my brother's graduation, be with my family, be on the beach, go to the functions. But I wasn't well. It was not well in my soul. Let's just say that. 
And I just thought, I've got a stomach bug and I, I don't know what it is, but it wasn't a stomach bug. It was just this feeling in my stomach and it was horrid. And my stepmom was like, Mackenzie, maybe you are just, maybe you're just finally able to sit down and every bit of your emotions has settled in and you're about to go through a change and it's your body's just processing it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm happy to be leaving. I'm happy to be starting this new journey. But now that I look back, the moment that I got back into town and got situated in the next couple hours, that feeling went away immediately. Crazy, right? And so I definitely know that I was facing some anxiety going through changes. And I believe that that's because I was trying to push through instead of being restoring myself and planning ahead. You guys are so blessed. If you're trying to build a school, if you're trying to start something new, a tutoring business, you you have so much at your fingertips to help you. You know, I coach people through these transitions, through these moments, and I can guarantee you almost every, not almost every single person, it's all about their mindset and helping them get through this and giving them tactical steps to just move through the fear. Then I give them tactical steps to actually begin implementation, but I didn't have that. That's why I'm so passionate about coaching people. One, because I love coaching. Two, because I love people. And three, because I wish I would have had this in my life. Even just booking a, this is what it's called, a clarity session. I didn't have clarity. I didn't know who to go to. If you're listening to the podcast, me, I'm right here. Call on me. I can help you. I understand what it feels like. I can look at you and say, hold my hand. I will walk this out with you. I understand. You know, I have people that have even booked a clarity session that had no intention of building a school. They just needed me to talk them through things. I'm here for you. I mean, I think that if you're going to go get a massage, you can pay the same price for someone to just help you through these situations. And it would be my absolute joy if I could do that for you. Because I know what it feels like to not have clarity, to not have direction, to have these feelings and to not know how to process them and, or what to do with them. So I do believe that spending time instead of just pushing through and getting it done and I'll, and I'll work on it all during the summer. I'll figure it out then. No, I should have been figuring it out instead of trying to figure out everything for everybody else who I wasn't even going to be a part of anymore. Hello. Hello. Anybody out there who does that? So planning ahead, getting restored. You know, if you are wanting to build this school or you're wanting to build your business and you're not ready yet, but you think you will be the next year, start planning now. You have resources we have the biz bundle. I have coaching. I have, now we've got an enrollment. You know, as soon as we get through this enrollment, we'll be able to provide it in another way. I'm working on helping people in, in various ways, be able to build their business, no matter what it is. I, I know that these, this is educational business that I can help you with. And it would be my joy to, but the most important thing that you have to do is you have to say, yes, I'm going to take initiative and I'm going to plan and I'm not going to let the world suck me in and make me think that I can just duct tape this thing together because it is a really hard experience when you try to do that. Number three, the third emotion that I felt was grief. And I didn't know that I was feeling that during the time, but I look back now and I absolutely missed my people. I missed my identity. I missed my coaching. I missed my leadership role. I wasn't teaching, by the way. 
So this summertime before I started the school, I had left in 2019 in May. That summer, I was helping my husband with his insurance business, which then turned into a painting business. I mean, hello. I mean, doesn't that just (laughs) paint another really great story? So he was insurance business, then a painting business, and then I had a jewelry business, go figure, on the side that was bringing in additional income. But during that time, I had also gotten pregnant and I lost the baby. So that was a horrible, grieving season of my life. God is so good though, because I had gotten pregnant in November and was supposed to have the baby in July. Okay, now get this. I got pregnant in November, going to have the baby in July. And instead, so I lost the baby in December and then in January, went back to school. The school called me back and said, could you come back part-time? And then I was sitting in the classroom. I was an interventionist and it was January and February. And I was like, okay, here I am again. And I'm unhappy again. I, I really don't want to do this. I, 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 I love the people. I love the job. I was back at the old school, but I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to be here. Boom, COVID hit. I start homeschooling my girls. I'm loving it. I'm like so crazy in love with it. I can barely stand it. Then I decide they asked me to come back the following year in May. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I, I'm still not. I don't want to come back. And then in June, I decided to have the school. And sure enough, in July, when I was supposed to have that baby, God birthed that school. It's a beautiful story. And I'm grateful for all that I went through. I really am. At the time, it hurt and it sucked and it was horrible. But I'm so grateful for what I had gone through with that. And I know that God has been, he has prevailed with me through the entire process. What I could have done to alleviate a lot of that pain and that grief is to have had a community of supporters. I didn't have that. You guys have that. And if you don't have it, you know, where you are physically, you have it virtually through our Facebook group. You have it. You have people you can call. You have people that you can talk to. You have people who will answer your questions in our Facebook group. But if you don't have it physically in your life, start preparing now. If your social network is all people that you work with, and if you're planning on leaving, you need to make provision for that. You need to plug in to people in your neighborhood. If you're going to start homeschooling, you need to plug into people who homeschool. If you are going to start a school, you need to plug into people who will volunteer for you or work for you. If you are someone who goes to church, you need to pull on that community, especially if your network of friends come from there. You need to start making sure you have a fab five of people that you can call on, that you can go to dinner with, that you can socialize with so that you can feel connection because that's so critically important. I hope that this has blessed you. I hope that you will be able to take some insight from this and not be scared because my situation is not going to be just like yours and vice versa. However, I think that you can learn some really important pieces of information that can save you from the feelings of shame, anxiety, and grief. So until next time, I hope to see you in our Facebook group, start your micro school or homeschooling business and keep shining your teacher life. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts 
and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.